Fucking party time, boys. Oh, oh, it's party time. Whose voice was that? It's Mike Dottles. It's Mike Dottles' voice. Whose voice is this? Oh, it's Rich Ben, what? baby. What? Oh. We got a four-person Menage Quattro? Sure, we can go with that. Menage a four. That sounds, sounds hot. Four. That's not bad. That's not bad. That does sound hot. Do you know what we are doing, though? Uh. Is we're, we're holding... We're hold, holding hold, hold Electric. I was late on that. Love that. We, okay. have, we have a four-person pod today. It's a Friday night at Rich Ben's residence. We've got all four boys. Ant, Mike, Rich, Doris. We are so ready to go because, boys, it is Keeper Day. We know who the keepers are now. We have a trade to talk about. We have the rankings to talk about because Tones last year did this beautiful ADP keeper rankings that we're going to talk about on this pod. First and foremost, gentlemen, for the two of you, mm. how excited, if at all, are you to be here right now? Oh, not excited at all. Oh, of course. Okay. No, yeah. Makes I'm sense. Just, I am no, I'm, I'm thrilled, man. I can't wait for this. I just want the season to start. I want football right now. I just want to beat some chumps. That's what I want to do. What? Yeah. You want to beat chubbies? Chumps. You want to beat your chubby? You want to just too. beat it? Your Jesus. room's right there. You it might is as well. There. Go, just after go ahead. We, that's after we draft, though. That's oh, listen. Oh. They, oh, yeah. they are ready. Oh, boy. They are ready. They have been in my ear all day. For those that all week. can't see this, Mike literally has his fucking book, his Bible, open in front of him for a keeper pod Mike. with names that are crossed off. What are don't you trying look. to learn? Don't look. We're talking about the players that are already kept. You can't take them. No, Mike, tell, I got me, tell me one that was printed right now. Because He's I'm printed. pretty sure Tim Patrick is still... Get a this guy. He's a <laughs> sleeper. Actually, it did say he was a sleeper. And, yeah. Uh, wow. Had to, had to cross him out. No. Unbelievable. <laughs> Can I just say one thing, boys? Go before ahead. we go any further, before we go into football, we make fun of Mike because, of course, this is natural. Before we talk a trade, we have to acknowledge the fact that we are in the presence of a superstar. Oh, stop. A now B-minus celebrity on television. Anthony Caminiti. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now I'm going to sit here with a bunch of fucking amateurs. I mean, Jesus. Can I, can I get your um, autograph, please? No. You sir? Can, you can get some votes later. Oh. Um, no, that was uh, unnecessary. Appreciate it. Appreciate everyone watching. Appreciate all the support, everyone. That was a lot of fun and uh, hopefully not the last time. And now, um, Mike Dotto was not the only one with a gift that he can throw in the chat when he's oh, having a good day. I'm so excited. It changed your, it's going to change your life. I'm telling you right now. The gift? The gift will change your life. Nice. You need I like that. more of them because they're amazing. I like that. Rich was once the, um, I guess, the victim of a gif at oh, Rob's wedding bad? when I danced in front of him oh. and he was like, oh, that was so good. Doing? I love that yeah, one. That was, there was that a little mini football work. thrown yeah. around that day. That was good. Um, okay, boys, do you remember how this works? Well, I've never been here. So, so, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you've listened, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? We're not just doing this for nobody? Um, okay. We take everybody's ADPs from Fantasy Pros. Not us. Not Yahoo, because they're stupid. Fantasy pros, consensus, whatever, half PPR rankings. Take all three for each player or one for each player. Divide that by three and it gives you a nice little average. So don't get mad at us if you're ranked uh, too low. Remember, things to note. Ryan was eighth ranked keepers last year according to this. Rich, you were first last year. Wow. Turned out pretty good. You were a semifinalist, so that, that was okay. Yeah, I finished second overall until, um, until we got to the playoffs. No, that's right. Okay. Without further ado, 
Number 10, Mike. Should Mike, I spoil Mike, number do, one? Do Should I spoil number one? No, if we're not even we're, close to we're, there. I can see it, we're though. Don't do it. at the top, Mike. All right. Can you give bottom. us a deep voice, number 10, please? Number 10. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Alex Doria, second year running. Let's go. That a boy. Let's go. We're setting, we're setting new records, boys. I was in the playoffs every single year, and now we get new records. It's I just want to be the last place in keeper selection every year. Thoughts? Javante Williams. 24th ranked player. He's 20, number 23rd, one. 23rd, that's fine. 23rd, sorry, can't read. <laughs> Etienne, get 35th right. ranked player. Etienne. Waddle, it's not Etienne. Like, why don't you Frenchify him? Um, and Waddle, 43. Doors, are you happy with your three keepers? I am very happy with my three keepers. Now, if we're talking about, does do, do I think that I'm going to compete for a championship this year with this trio? No, I, I don't think I can because there are a range of outcomes for both Javante and Waddle and ETN has his own range and he might actually be the guy with the, you know, I won't go that far. Javante is amazing. What were you going to say? No, no, no. What were you going to say? Highest upside? I think that Melvin Gordon being with Javante Williams is a bit of a problem because they won't be able to unlock his talent. However, with ETN there, which is going to take me a few times, guys. I disagree with that. Please tell me. I think... He is going to be a stud. If, if anybody watches um, Good Morning Football, Peter yes. Schrager, he does his top breakout second-year mm-hmm, players, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And he's usually pretty accurate with these. Today, he released his number one. Guess who's number one? Well, it's one of those two running backs. Yeah, it's Javante. And okay. he oh. foresees very good things from him. He actually thinks that he could probably lead the league in rushing. Give me a break. So, I mean, like he's got the talent. That's he's good. That would need an injury, I would imagine. Probably. Because you got to remember, I mean, Russ is going to take... I did projections this year. I'm a loser. So you divvy up the pie. Russell Wilson has to rush the ball. He so will. that's a big chunk. So and now you're actually divvying it up between two Gordon's guys. It's really get 80%. Touches, yeah, but yeah. I mean, still, he's going to be a very valuable... And he gets yards on his attempts, too, sure. man. Like, he's just such a powerful he's so runner. Like, he's so good. You can't tackle the guy. Right. He's going to take five guys with him 10 yards, and then he's just you know, he's going to rumble in for a touchdown. Let it's me just let me finish my thought from earlier. I know the talent of the three individuals I selected this year, but is it just not enough because there's so much keeper talent in our league? When we look at guys that are in the 3-2-1, when we get there later on, Mike's not going to spoil it. There is so much talent there. Now, I do have some picks, but... What will those picks bring me? And can I match the powerhouses of the top three guys in our league? I don't know if I can do that. But if these guys end up breaking out as the season goes on, Waddle is the true wild card here because of Tyreek and because of Tua, the Miami offense. There's a lot to see there. But I'm very happy about the young stud talent and the future is bright this year. We will see. In comparison to last year, I mean, I I don't even want to name the guys that you kept last year because they're just pure shit. Can I? Yes, go for it. Number one keeper, Joshua Jacobs. Gross. Number two keeper. Although I traded for him. Chase Claypool. Oh, this, the third one's good. I'm Millpool? Like Number three. Da-da-da. The GOAT. Mike, Mike Williams. Yeah, so you wish it was Mike yeah, Williams. Wish. Mike, Mike Davis. Oh, Don't try to sneak that oh. in there, Doors. Sorry. Oh, Mike boy. Davis. You're, when so you draft him, significantly you better than last year. So when and Ryan, now you have the picks. When Ryan did yeah. this, when Ryan did this, remember when he had absolutely nothing and then he started trading in all these young guys? You're pretty much on that same trajectory based off of how many picks you have coming into this. So you're looking for that depth to try to find, again, some of those either depth picks or you're trading those picks to get 
higher keepers in that system. The difference there <clears throat> is that Ryan traded for C.D. Lamb, who was a very good player for him for the most of the regular season last year. He traded for Austin Eckler, who, by the way, coming into this year, is like the third-ranked player coming off the board, period. I'm missing somebody in there. I'm looking it up as we speak. That was Donovan. I can't him. remember who it was. He kept George Kittle because he had an injury. Right, Kittle. Yeah. But I'm just saying, so Kittle obviously taking him down. But those two guys, I mean, he had two horses, an RB1 and a wide receiver one last year. Mind you, CD started to fall off as the season went on. But Ryan still drafted really well. He made the right trades at the right time. And by the way, he had Cooper Cup. Let's not forget that, okay? He, he had Cooper round? Cup last fifth? year. Second round. Second, Second round. round. What, you, what, what planet are you on? Based off um, of keepers, it was the fifth. Oh, it okay, is just fine. an encouraging It is an encouraging point to think that Ryan yes. traded for upside guys, went in last year with the eighth-ranked keepers, and ended up being a stud. Now, if I can hit on one of those picks, maybe the same kind of directory plays out, but we shall see. I yeah. move on. You got that's the picks, all. and that's going to really help round this team out. And I honestly, I think the upside's good, man. I really do. Uh, was JK ever an option? Just final question. He was an option until about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was always going to be the guy as as the, the offseason played out and as training camps opened. It was very clear that a couple things happened. Dobbins wasn't as healthy as we hoped. Um, Etienne was going to be the fucking guy and he looked electric. Yeah. And obviously, and um, the other in the backfield with Jacksonville, I'm so sorry. James Robinson. Robinson. James, James Robinson. Robinson. Doesn't look like he's going to be that much of a thing. He apparently, might be a thing. He's, he's, he's going to be there. Apparently, so. he's playing. It seems like I don't he's think that be matters. Down. Yeah. I honestly don't. I, th- I think it's going to be Ingram Kamara. Yeah. I think that's going to be the exact roles they're right. going to play. Yeah. And um, JK yeah, was an option until good. about a month ago, and it was very clearly going to be ETN from there. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, for about a day, and I put it in the chat. A Rob was on the table Oof. instead of Waddle. <laughs> I got very scared. Waddle has been hurt. And A-Rob was there. I like the prospect of what's going on there, but I'm just like, look, even if it's not this year for Waddle, this guy's a talented guy. I'm betting on the talent. Don't worry about it. Right. Exactly. That was it. Number nine on this list is another man at this table. A shocker. It's Richard Ben. It wasn't a shocker until that trade went down, I bet you. I don't, what were you just doing with your hands? Um, (laughs) Taylor, number, oh, I just erased it. it. Taylor's number one. A.J. Brown, number 26. Antonio Gibson, number 58, but climbing for an average of 28.3. Rich is number nine. Richard Ben, you and I are both at this table. Let's hear your side of this trade. Why did you make this trade with me? I wanted picks. That was was kind of what it was. I knew that Cook is getting older. Stefan Diggs is getting older. I felt that this was the opportunity to kind of, you know, sell them off, get picks because... If I want to compete this year, which I still do, believe it or not, if you know people listening are thinking, oh, well, he's throwing in the towel. I know Mike said that too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm a quiet – like A.J. Brown is a tier three wide receiver, giving up Stefan Diggs, who's a tier two. He's like, an eagle. That's why you did it. Yeah, that also helps. That, that's, that's a big factor into it as well. But you're getting a good talent. You're getting a guy that should have a breakout season. Um like Antonio Gibson was a little con- like he started off really high. I liked him, mm-hmm. and then all the Brian Robinson stuff came and kind of shot his value. Ayo. Wow! Oh my! <laughs> wow! That was wow, amazing. That's so um, savage. I rescind my amateur <laughs> comment from earlier just for you because that oh, was impressive. Brian well Robinson done. got shot. Oh, and yeah. Do they, have, do they have that in the book? Too soon, though. Yeah, he's, too soon. But he's fine. He's, he's fine. He's, yeah, he's, 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 that's making, okay. <laughs> he's making a full recovery. He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to play this year. Um, 
I just needed picks. I wanted to get rid of some of these older guys, get a, a fresh, you know, core of young guys in. You know, AJ Brown's twenty five, Gibson's twenty four. And if I wanted to compete with the guys that have like, you know, five, six picks in the first three rounds, I felt, you know, I couldn't be as competitive with those guys if I just had my first <laughs> overall or first first round pick and then the fifth round pick. So I wanted to, you know, get my third in there, get a fourth, and the, the talent in this draft is so deep that, like, yeah. you're going to get... Everybody drink it when we say that. <laughs> deep? Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's, it's deep, and... You want it again? I'm, gonna do, I'm just going to keep saying it. It's, you know, that word. Um, <laughs> you're going to get good players, and if I didn't have those picks, then, you know, I, I feel like I'd be worse off. And, yes, there's a gap between Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson, but... I feel like those that third round pick and that fourth round pick kind of eliminates the gap between those players because the gap between having a guy in the third round as opposed to picking my second guy in the fifth round just it eats up a lot of that different like that difference. It's this reminds me of the year you won. You have two good keepers. You went into that year with David Johnson. Yeah, oh, that's good. And then Jonathan Taylor fell to you at the eighth pick. Yeah. This year you pick not or eight again. Eight, eight, eight again. again. Yeah. Oh boy. So the <laughs> third guy, and you said this to me throughout our negotiations. If Gibson's just a flex guy, even for he's the first flex, half whatever. of the year, then cool. Doesn't matter. He's still super talented. He's still young. The situation could change. I've been telling you this whole time. Go watch Brian Robinson. He's fucking not good. He's just not that good. Like he's just a between the tackles grinder whatever bet on the guy that's going to be able to score a 60 yard touchdown at any point and hope for the best in your flex if that's what you're going to do if you hit on these picks and you've been a notoriously good drafter the gibson thing doesn't even matter honestly you're going to have two really good keepers the third guy exactly you'll figure it out you trade a first for a guy and boom there's your keeper situation like five six weeks of the season he's a reliable low-end rb2 if not like a solid flex option Mm -hmm. i'm happy with that and like you said you just have to draft well and hit the waiver wire and yeah this makes me i feel a little bit more competitive with the guys that have a lot of picks and we saw it last year too like nick had no picks yes yeah he got lucky i'm gonna say like he found he found diamonds in the rough okay Mike had no picks. It wasn't to that extent. His first pick in the sixth round was Devontae Smith, I think it was. Like, I don't want to have to rely on him to be my potential wide receiver, too, or something like that. I just just feel like this made me a more balanced team, and that's what I'm going for. I have two things. First question, I'm going to get Mike involved. Mike, what do you think of this trade? Uh, Yeah, I want your guys' take on this. So let's recap. Let's just quickly recap, right? Mm -hmm. It was a trade was... Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs from Rich, plus his eighth and ninth pick, mm-hmm. uh, minus the Vias, whatever, mm-hmm. sent to Anthony. Okay? Anthony gets those players. Mm-hmm. Rich receives AJ Brown, Antonio Gibson, a third and a fourth. First pick of the third. First pick of the third. An early snake. Of the fourth or something like that. The you, four and three Mike Dotto, and this is where I'm going to get to Rich in just a moment, but I want to start with you on this one. You've been chirping Dalvin Cook for years. We sat on a couch in 2019, 2020, and you sat there and you gave it to Rich, but Dalvin Cook, oh look, he's getting hurt again. Rich almost, almost threw you off the 17th floor balcony. So, Mike Dotto, how do you feel about this trade? Thoughts? I thought that, you know, Rich by doing this was saying, okay, this season's not my season. And I thought that having those two type of players, Stefan Diggs and Cooks, was the, okay, they were getting older, still very productive, 
hoping that they would stay healthy, but you could have made that run. You could have made that run. You could have been very, very, you know, solid position to be where you want to do. So that trade right here, I get it. I, after hearing exactly what you, what I thought you were going to say, like, it made sense that this is not the year that you're going to go for. You're going to try to get those picks, but you're not going to be able to compete, I think, with the upper echelon side of this. Unless Gibson becomes something much, much bigger. He's got the backfield to himself now. I don't know, man. I saw him. I wasn't. Future. It is what it is. I just think that this wasn't. And I'm, I'm not saying know. I'm going to be the first over, like the first seed or anything mm -hmm. like that, but good enough to make the sixth, the fifth. I so see. you're hoping, you're hoping, sorry, you're I'm hoping still, to I'm come in at that and to go forward. But I thought you had a way better chance with those two players to win another chip this year um, and, and draft pretty well. You still had picks. You still have picks. You still have the I want to. I want to move on soon, but not quite yet. And the last thing I want to say, because we do want to get Anthony's take on this as we move on later, because he's got a whole I'll other side. On his side. Yeah. We will save it there. The last thing I want to say, though, Ant already alluded to it. Jonathan Taylor is a league-winning mm -hmm. talent. He is going 1.1 off of draft boards across the board nearly to Christian McCaffrey, depending on what format you're playing. Jonathan Taylor could win a league. Mike Dotto, you were carried almost to the playoffs by a league winner last year before he got hurt in Derrick Henry. If Rich can increase his options in depth in that third and fourth round, if he has a wide receiver five or six in the league in terms of how A.J. Brown can perform this year, I'm talking top five or six in fantasy, right there he's got two of the best players at their respective positions. That means that all he has to do is hit on a few more guys, waiver wire and draft, to still, compete, go ahead. Still have that first round pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which now is, have yeah. extra picks to get that mm -hmm. extra depth that I need to compete. Like I looked at you last year. Yeah, mm -hmm. you were you were heading towards the playoffs, Mike. Mm -hmm. But Henry gets hurt, and then all of a sudden your season is shut down. If I don't have these extra picks, I'm looking at it as if Cook. Sorry to say this, but if Cook yeah. gets hurt. I know what I bought. I have to shut down my team no, because I don't know. Like, yes, I have Jonathan Taylor, but I don't have any other depth to help me recoup that loss of well, here's Cook thing. or like, someone else. You know what I mean? You had – there was previous injuries to Cook. So you already had them in the back of your head. I'm going into that season. Yeah, have fun with that. It's, it's, I, I'm going into that season. Yeah, I've owned him in other weeks. I'm fine. was a workhorse. Henry was a workhorse. And uh, I, I get it based off of me losing all those picks because I was going for it. You know, it is what it is. We will get more to – and side of this, including specifically Dalvin Cook, a little bit later, we'll talk Stefan Diggs. We move on because there's a guy at this table who comes in at number eight. It's Mike Dotto. He's got Derrick Henry ranked six. Zeke Elliott ranked 31st. Yuck. Cam Akers ranked 44th. That equals 27th on average. We start. Mike, all three of your guys are big question marks. I sent you an article last week. You almost lost your fucking mind. Each of their guys overrated in their rounds. So why don't we start at the top and work our way down, okay? We'll start with all three guys, but we'll start with Derek Henry. Well, throw me questions. Throw me questions. I'm going to ask you. We're all going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you specific worries about these players. For example, are you worried about the king this year? No. Why I'm not? not worried about Derek Henry. Go ahead. Explain. He's just coming back. He's going to dominate. You know, they they, they got rid they got analysis. rid of yeah. they got rid of. They said it. They said. The, what does the book say? Read read what they say the about book, the, the book. The headline, if you can't yeah, see it now, he's, says he's, he's going to come back. He will dominate overall. No, nope. incorrect. What do you mean? Next question. What do you mean, Derrick Henry? Number two, two, Jonathan Taylor. Anyways, I think Derrick Henry is going to stay healthy. He's going to get more of the workload, if you can believe that. He is. He's he actually more might. of the workload. Which he is. is which might not be the boost thing. Who's the main? Whatever. I'll ride him until he dies again. If it gets to the point now, because you know we're going to talk about Zeke, we're going to talk about Cam Akers. If it gets to a point now where you know they get hurt, and 
shit goes downhill, I'm going to have enough picks. And you're going to go through the picks afterwards. But I'm going to have enough picks that I can either try to recoup <laughs> with the with the younger guys. But, but I want to try to go for it all as much as I can this year. I have to just throw, before we move yes. any further, I have to just take a second for comic for relief because Mike was on the phone with us in the last pod we had him on, on the phone, and he made a comment just like that. You guys will go through this later. And Ant and I look at each other in the choir room, and I look at him and he's like, no, like we're, we're not going to do that. Then, bro. And then Mike just talked for the next three minutes, so we don't have to worry about it. But 100%. Okay, I think you're right, Mike. I won't go too deep, but I do think Henry is going to get more work this year because they are going to lean on him. They need to compete. He's their best player. He was go on ahead. pace for, what, 450 carries last season before he got hurt? He's going to break that record. He had eight, eight games, and he had 220 carries. Like, this yeah. is insane. Have you seen him work out? I've seen him work out. Do you know how old he is? 26. 29 years old. Jesus. Is he that old? He is that is old. Is he that old? Wow, I didn't even realize he was that old. He is 29 years old. So, so I think I know where we he's are. Bra- I think you are starting to see him <laughs> feel the effects of that workload. He's starting to break down a little bit. He's not superhuman anymore. And I feel like there's a little part of you that has to be worried about that, that foot injury that he had. I disagree. Okay. Let's move on to your second keeper, Ezekiel Elliott. Are you worried about Zeke? Uh, yes. That's a yes. Let's move on. Better question. <laughs> How about this? When are you drafting Tony Pollard? Just say. According to they, <laughs> he's ranked uh, 59th. Is he really? No, no, no running no. back. That's incorrect. No shot. That's incorrect. So he's going to the first round to Mike then. I have a first round pick and three thirds. Just saying. I think Zeke is going to be better this year than he was last year. He I just think he's needs to stay healthy. He just chance. needs to stay healthy, yeah. and he can be in great shape or whatever. But you saw that as soon as his leg went, he was not explosive. He wasn't able to do anything. I think his longest yardage last year was 14 yards, which is sad. Which is sad. And I'm, I'm, I watch a lot of the Cowboy games, and Tony Pollard was unbelievable. As soon as your leg went, you were not explosive. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. do that. <laughs> you're washed, just like as he is. As soon as you're, you're it's, you can't run. Okay, let's talk about Cam Akers. This is the big one. Okay. <laughs> Chris Carson retired, so you weren't going to keep him. Dead. Um, other guys, certainly not any options. You had two choices to make here, and K-Makers was the choice. Who was the other choice? But for 24 Who hours, were the other for 24 hours, you actually considered Bobby Woods. Uh, oh, my. Uh, not Well, it wasn't really a consideration after, like, what was the higher upside, you know, based off of the situation and based off of the player himself. Totally. He comes back. We're talking about K-Makers. come back. He's still young. The guy's explosive. We'll see what he can do. It's a shared backfield, but I, if it, it should have been Henderson's a long time ago if it was meant for him to be. And when Cam comes back, automatically they give him the ball. Now, can he hold on to the ball, which is going to be a good thing, but i rather have the upside as to that. And then you look at you know the decision to go with three running backs, because this is what's going on right mm-hmm. now. Um, you go look through this list now of the running backs. They're not good. They're not very good. They're not the remaining so running backs are not saying, good. Yeah, yeah and, they're but, not elite guys. Saying, yeah, but, but, like now I have, but now I have Akers in my flex, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hopefully every, everybody stays healthy or whatever. But there's a, a plethora of, of wide receivers that I can plug into there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and tight ends. So, like, I'll be okay because I got my first, I got a second, and I got three thirds. So I can round out that starting lineup very, very quickly and then move forward, you know? Cam Akers, in his two years in the league, has... Four total games, okay. not including playoffs, with double-digit points in fantasy. Four. I'm just going to leave that there. Keeper. That, that will change. Keeper. As a flex guy. As a flex. Yeah, with I mean. the potential ups. Now, he's coming off a major, major injury that he came back from way too soon last year. However, 
we're a full off season removed from that. We'll see how quote explosive he actually is. But if he's your flex guy and you can fill out those receiver spots, Mike, there's a shot here. There's a shot. You have a league winner by your side in Derrick Henry, potentially. Go ahead. Not that um, coach speak matters. I think it's mostly all bullshit. <clears throat> two quotes from Sean McVay the last two weeks. I think I have two starting running backs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll take for that what you will. That could be a positive. That could be a negative. And just today he said Akers and Henderson are good to go week one. Again, I mean, that's okay. They can how do share. you believe? What do you believe? Because last see. week it didn't seem like Akers was even practicing. So all of a sudden he's ready to go. Um, okay, you're going to hammer receivers. It's going to be great. Um, number seven on the list, a man who has been churning his keepers and is unafraid to do it, Dan the Man. <sighs> Top guy, Aaron Jones, 18th overall pick. Next, Tyreek Hill at 25. Bringing her up the rear, DJ Moore, 32. So his trade with me brings fruit. Two guys, hanging on to him. Uh, the big one here for me, DJ Moore over Terry McLaurin. I feel like that was a debate, and he settled that one at golf. And Mm. said, it's DJ Moore. As soon as Baker Mayfield got acquired. Right move, wrong move. Rich, what say you? I think I understand his move. I still would have went McLaurin. You would have. I think I like... I mean, McLaurin is, in my eyes, he's a stud. He's going to get fed. He's the only really reliable wide receiver on that team. Carson Wentz, yes, he's not great. He's also not horrible. He's better than anything that McLaurin has ever had. He, you know, he made Michael Pittman into a, you know, a 1,000-yard receiver, six touchdowns, whatever. That's a great point. I think that he's good enough to get him the ball better than, I don't know, who, who was the other guy? Heineke. Heineke. Like, terrible. okay, yeah. you're out of the NFL. Like, but I do understand why he went with DJ Moore. I don't fault him for doing it. I think it's, he's thinking... He's he's thinking he's got the more upside and I, I I don't I don't fault him for it. It's it's not a horrible decision. I I I like it. Here's why Dan made the right move with DJ Moore. Tyree Kill, wide range of outcomes, but mm. talent wise and in the past, I know two is not Patrick Mahomes. Tyree Kill could it's be more a, accurate though, apparently. <laughs> Tyree Kill could be a top five fantasy receiver this 100%. year. Aaron Jones could be a top three to five fantasy running back this year. You have your workhorses. You know what you don't want to do with your third keeper? is keep a guy who has a wider range of outcomes. Terry McLaurin this year could be the wide receiver 10 or lower. He could also be the wide receiver 20 or higher. Mm -hmm. There are so many ranges there. And DJ Moore has done fucking nothing but put up 1,000-yard seasons with a variety of, very quietly, with a ton of receptions. We are a half PPR league. You pick a safe third keeper. You are going into this draft with very few picks. You cannot afford for Terry McLaurin to be any less than a wide receiver 15 to 20 or lower. You need him to be that. There's too many ranges of outcomes. Now, if Scary Terry is a top 12 guy this year, I'm not surprised. No. That far because of the talent is great. But Moore is safe. This is the right move for Dan. I think it's such a great point that you bring up, and I think that's exactly what Dan's thinking of. He just gets receptions. He gets targets. The things that haven't been there, touchdowns. Here's DJ Moore's four seasons in the league. Two in his rookie year, four touchdowns, four, four. That's pathetic. Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback, but he's not awful. He's not awful, and he's gonna be. He's gonna deliver semi-accurate balls to a guy that needs that kind of stuff. Getting receptions because Christian McCaffrey is basically dead every single or every season. Like okay, eighty-two targets rookie year, one thirty-five in twenty nineteen, which was McCaffrey's massive year, one hundred thirty-five targets, one eighteen the year after that when McCaffrey got hurt, one sixty-three last year. 
with McCaffrey playing, what, five games? Four? They don't have a tight end to speak of. McCaffrey is the guy on short yardage. But when it comes to the middle of the field or longer, DJ Moore is the fucking dude. He always has been. There's been no competition in Carolina since fucking Steve Smith left. I think it's still Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall there. Yeah, like, that's his competition. LaVisca Chenault they just picked up. Rashard Higgins. Whatever the fuck... Shy Smith is no. Like, his competition is Andre Roberts. It's CMC pathetic. when he's healthy because it's just going to be Baker who loves to check down all the time. But that's and okay. That's going to bleed like that's that's going to take away from his opportunity. I disagree because I think most offenses can sustain multiple guys, especially two. Okay. Most offenses three, and they're going to be down in a lot of games. They're going to be not a good team. I don't know. I think I think DJ Moore is an easy path to 150 targets this year. I think that was the right call. I really do. And I love Terry, man. I love Terry. But I get why Dan did it. I thought it was yeah, a smart yeah. move. Now we know how uh, who Tones is targeting. Um, I always I'm, thought. Hold on. I always thought <laughs> Tony actually knew all this stuff. He's actually looking it up. Well, just making sure I'm right. I, I just thought you memorized. Quiz me. That. Go ahead. Quiz me. I can't think of anything else wrong. <laughs> no, I can do. This but guy I can name two to three offensive linemen on every team, Mike. You don't even know where the offensive line is on the field. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I know you're kidding. No, no, it's to protect the quarterback. That's correct. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Yes. Let's move on. We've got six more to go. Oh, I've been gearing up for this one. We've got six more to go. This one is going to have Tone's fucking feisty. He just said it. I'm before. Number six, who, you know, he's not seven to ten, but at least he's number six, is Franco, who has his horsies as always. And Travis Kelsey ranked 12th, Alvin Kamara 14th. And then Justin Herbert, the 42-ranked player, coming in with a 22.7 average. The choice here was Herbert over Thomas. Herbert was the 42nd-ranked player. Mike Thomas was about 75 to 80. Do guys look at ADP or rankings and just make their decisions? Tones, what say you about Herbert over Mike T? I just... Okay. Every year on this podcast, this specific one, I feel like I rip into Franco. This one in the draft. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. The guy, like, semi knows what he's doing. But, like, also I think, what the fuck is going on right now? Semi. I don't know. Like, one year he was great. He drafted an amazing team. The other few years he's been terrible. And then the first year he made the finals. Anyway, I do not fucking understand this decision. Justin Herbert is not even the number one QB going in drafts. It's Josh Allen. Not only that, if you love Justin Herbert so much, you have the third pick, the seventh pick, the 202, the 204, all picks that you could take the quarterback that you really want. Keep Michael Thomas. The upside is insane. Where he's going in drafts, I'm doing redraft leagues, and I get it. The injury stuff, we haven't seen him play at a high level in a couple years. I totally understand, but this is like you last year. What's the upside in Herbert? Yeah, he's a really good quarterback. Great, congrats. You have one of eight really good fantasy quarterbacks. What's the upside with Michael Thomas? Elite fucking wide receiver one. Like, I just, I don't understand it. If you want Herbert, redraft him. Hang on to Thomas. He tweaked his hammy. Maybe that scared him off. The coach said the other day, he's totally fine. He's going to be ready for week one. Don't worry about it. He looks so good in camp. Like, the writers have been like, he looks like old Michael Thomas again. They didn't say that the last two years. They did not. Big reason why I dropped him. This is, like, unfathomable to me. I don't get it. Somebody take the mic, because I'm just rattled. I will take it. There has been two years of no Mike Thomas on a football field, okay? 
Let's start with that. He did play games, but he was terrible. Okay. Yeah. He was bad. The quarterback play was bad. He was hurt. He then sat out the whole last year because he didn't get surgery on time or whatever the fuck it was there. You know we won't get into the nitty-gritty of that. Mm-hmm. However, Camp Buzz is Camp Buzz. There is not talk about Mike Thomas because the fantasy world doesn't know about what's really going on at camp. What Franco saw here from his very neutral perspective, but what he was seeing was that he's getting a top three quarterback locked and loaded. A guy who can win him weeks in Justin Herbert. He knows what he's capable of. He doesn't know what to expect out of Mike Thomas. And Tones, I'm not going to make any bold predictions, but I will say there are a wide range of fantasy outcomes in our draft for Mike Thomas. Let me, let me finish. Yeah, okay. Because Mike T could be a top five to six pick in our draft this year. He could be a top 25 pick in our draft this year. And neither of those outcomes would surprise me because he is one of the most polarizing players in fantasy. We know the talent's there. We've seen it. He's aging, but he's rested. I cannot wait to see what this guy is, and I don't know if I'll be the one to take him, but this, we will see. This, right. I want to be clear. I want to be clear before we move on. Yep. I want to be clear. This is more less about the actual players, and maybe I made it more about that towards the end there. This is more just strategy. Like, you really like Herbert? Cool. I have no qualms. No qualms on this side of the table. No qualms. <laughs> Draft him third. Just keep the other asset. I don't like, I don't fucking understand. Anyway, Mike, go ahead. No, I, I understand what you're saying there. Like, the asset of taking a quarterback you took could have took with your seventh pick, 100%. No. What are we doing? I, I don't know why I feel the Julio Jones vibes in this. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, it's Fair. the elite level status of who he was. Yep, the who name. he was. He got hurt. Yep. Soft tissue. Like, is this going to be reoccurring? Is this it was be ankle, re- and now it's a hand. Is this going to be reoccurring? And Possibly. it could have that. So I feel that vibes, and because of that, I would not have kept something like that. Uh, when you know Herbert's going to be consistent, and he's young. Fair the enough. scary thing is, okay, unless, Rich, you have a follow-up, mm-hmm. the last thing I'll say about this before we move on to number five, the scary thing is, if Mike Thomas is a superstar this year, the way that we have seen him in the past, now, we haven't seen him with Jameis, we haven't seen him healthy in years, I understand, but if he's a superstar and you didn't keep that guy, instead you kept a quarterback that, to be frank, there are 10 quarterbacks in this fantasy league right now that I'm cap- I'm very happy Very taking. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Anyone, yeah. the range of outcomes from Herbert and Mahomes and Lamar all the way down to a guy like fucking Kirk Cousins. I am very comfortable taking quarterbacks. If he's a star, this is a big oops, and it might be the biggest one since Mike Davis. Herbert went <laughs> 11th round last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's no. not going to go 11th round this year. No. But Frank's got 100 picks, man. No need to reach on a QB. Silly. Let's um, move on yes. to arguably the most interesting situation that we had coming into this keeper deadline. I had everyone's picks in by, I don't know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And this guy took right until the 11th hour. And this awesome. is Rob Puscucci at number five. He's quite low. Who keeps? That's because his last player, and we'll get to it in a second. Jamar Chase, 8th ranked. Saquon Barkley, 16th ranked. He's hurt him, but he's still there. And Kyle Pitts, 34th ranked. Rob, just under 20, 19.3. So many interesting decisions. Mm. We're going to talk about him. He drops Debo Samuel. He drops Mark Andrews, who, as we know, is a tight end, and it was his boy. Mm. But he swaps Andrews for Pitts. He swaps Debo for Saquon, and Jamar Chase, obviously the guy who wants to start on Rob's decisions this year. I'll start off with Saquon because I talked to you about this a couple weeks ago. I just felt like the closer we get to keeper deadline day and that he's healthy, there's no way you drop that guy. Like the upside is unfucking believable yeah. We've seen him do it before. I've expressed concerns about him in the past. You guys know how I feel about injuries. 
Are they currently injured on this very day of the Lord's year of 2022 on September 2nd? No, he is healthy. That's all I care about. He's going to go into week one, probably dominate, drop 20 points, and that's that. That's a guy you cannot drop exactly what you just said about Mike Thomas. If you drop him and he ends up being epic, you just you just shat the bed. You just shat the bed. So I think that was the right call to keep Saquon. The Pitts thing is interesting. I like everything that he did. Yeah. The Pitts was... That was the right move. It was. He's I basically agree. keeping he's keeping the younger guy yeah. with so much upside. Like if you watched any of these preseason games, he's just so talented. He's so big. He's a force and he's just going to get better and better and he's probably yeah, you dropped the the T like the tight end 2 this year or from last year. But guess what? Like Pitts is going to become more than likely the tight end 2 this year. And he has a chance to actually dethrone Kelsey as probably mm. the best tight end in fantasy, like for the next, I don't know, he for ten the next years? ten years, yeah, yeah, something like that. And then Saquon as well. Like, I think Rob knows there are a lot of teams that have legit RB ones on their on their team, and if not, like solid RB twos. I have three RB ones. <laughs> you have three flex running backs on oh. your team. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, no, he's not. I think Rob is seeing that and he's thinking, I can't go into this draft not having Saquon, not having someone that's a big dog that can get the carries and has the potential to, you know, to have a really good season. And like Mike just said it earlier, the running back class, like the the running backs going back into our draft class, like they're not the greatest. I don't think they're, you know, if you're starting off with those guys as your RB1, RB2 kind of thing, you're in a bad situation. So I think he had to keep... Saquon and he needed that home run hitter and he's betting on him being healthy and having his you know what what was his rookie season his second season whatever it was like his breakout year that he was amazing yeah so we played golf on August 16 17 something around then right right around that time 1920 right around everyone's birthday there in the middle of August I talked to Janera after that round of golf we thought there was a very good chance Saquon was going back in at the time because we hadn't heard just how powerful he was. Within the next week, we heard just how strong he was looking. Mm-hmm. And now this is why we don't keep pick our keepers until the end of August, yep. early September. I will tell you exactly what Rob is thinking because we talked about it today. And everything that he said was my sentiment. He just put it into words. I'll paraphrase. He's going for upside. Debo's best year was probably last year. Mm-hmm. Not that Debo Samuel will not have a good year this year, but he probably had a career year last year. Didn't he it's, ask for a trade as well? He did, but they signed him to a big extension. Yeah, fine. He's good. If Saquon, he says, can stay healthy in a contract year, he is elite. And he admits, like I had told you earlier today, Rich, we were texting about this as well. If Pitts is worse this year than Andrews, which may may very well happen, he can still be one of the top tight ends, mm-hmm. if not the top tight end, by next year. 100%. He's grabbing onto this guy now. Pitts, as Rob said, as a rookie, dumpster fire, still had 1,000 yards. By the end of this, he says, also my guys, by the way, are... <clears throat> 22, 22, and 25 at the end of this year. Rob has gone for elite youth. We're talking about the tight end one potentially, the RB one potentially, and the wide receiver one potentially. Scary, scary from Rob. Rob has all his picks except for his third. With a keeper situation like this, that's scary, man. He's the team I'm honestly looking at more outside of the Nick and Ryans is like, holy shit, main competition is this fucking guy. Because if he hits the draft... Which yeah. he's shown he's capable of doing. Look out, bro, because I think Pitts can be amazing this year. His my expectations for him this year massive, sky high. I don't care about the quarterback play, bad QBs. There's 
one target to go to. Mm. He's big. He's going to make you look good. If, if Throw the ball to him. He is going to. He legitimate, legit wouldn't be shocked 150 targets, which for a tight end, like he doesn't play tight end. He's a tight end, but he doesn't play tight this end. Wide Lines up wide. Yeah. He can What's play a line. He will never block. Over under on, tight, on touchdowns for him. That's the question, right? Probably, like, if you were to set the over-under, what, four and a half? But probably yeah, going this under. This guy's getting, like, if he got one touchdown last year, if he gets seven touchdowns last yeah, season, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a no-brainer yeah, for Rob. He's thinking, okay, mm-hmm. yep, lock him in. Yeah. Like, Chase, him, Saquon, he's, he's looking good. And then they draft whoever the stud QB is next yeah. year with the second overall pick. Exactly. Boom, you're laughing, right? It's, it's, I, I love what Rob did. Come, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Um, maybe you could argue Debo for Pitts, but I do understand it. Like, you know, if you really, if that's your strategy, I'm not going to fault it. Uh, Pitts is a stud. I was definitely hoping you would going to make it to me by nine. That was probably a pipe I dream. Mean, let's let's be honest. Fuck like that, right? Rob's hoping probably going to redraft Mark Andrews anyway. Like, you oh could probably God. get him at fifth. Oh you know my, how much that's he loves his tight ends. There you go. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? He has the fifth pick, which is right in the middle, right? Saquon's not making it there for sure. Is Pitts uh, with Franco drafting third? No. We know he's fucking nuts. Doors has two picks there. Is, is Doors going to pass on Pitts twice? I don't know. Pitts I'm sure make, that factored in. Pitts doesn't make it by Franco at three, and if he does, he wouldn't make it by me at four. And I'll tell you right he now. Have. I'll no. tell you right now. If Saquon Barkley is on the on the, on the, the table he's at one, no, no question at all. No question. Mm-hmm. So right. we're looking at, uh, what is it? Leonard Fournette probably going to him if, uh, if he falls. So we're just projecting yeah. the draft now? Is that what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, you just yeah. want to make yeah. everyone Listen, Rob, revamp Rob on the whole pod here. We're Rob just projecting. <laughs> nothing but depth this entire past year. And you saw that by the people that was dropping in, in DK Metcalf as well. Yeah. Right? So yeah. massive, massive potential with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And if Rob obviously has this young core right here and he has those picks, it could happen again. One of the things that he texted one of the things that he mentioned Absolutely. in that text today was I really wish I didn't have to drop these guys because yeah. I had a hell of a team. It just got it just got bad luck. It's tough. It's tough when you have to drop good guys. I only experience that one time. Um, all right, number four on this list, CRG. I'm kind of surprised by this that he's this high. Joe Mixon, number one, was the number ninth player. His number one, number ninth player. Adams, number fifteen. James Connor, number twenty nine. An average of seventeen point seven. No shockers here, right, guys? Like nothing to be crazy about here James Conner Mike you liking him or no it's it's a bulk play right he's gonna get a ton of touches and yeah. you saw what happened last year you mm-hmm. know James Conner was a stud when he was in Pittsburgh kind of you know died off a bit came back and it was a, it was a monster my favorite part about the, the selection is that James Conner was like one of the classic classic like all-time generic picks where he's like I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to do this. And James Conner ends up getting what 18 total touchdowns this yeah, season. Yeah, he's, like he's not gonna he's not gonna wow you with the yardage, but no. as soon as you get inside the red zone, he's just yeah. Yeah. give it to it's him. Kyler, and it's him, especially with no D hop now. Yeah, for, for six yes. games, right? His, especially his red zone and especially five yards in usage from oh. basically like just from just last year was absurd. And I I know that I'm not crazy about Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not crazy about Kyler Murray all the time, but that offense still finds a way to get into the red zone. Mm-hmm. Connor's the guy down there. It always is. And honestly, just going through the guys from last year, just to give you some examples, it wasn't going to be Amari Cooper. It wasn't going to be Tyler Lockett. It wasn't going to be Tyler Boyd or Russell Wilson or fucking Kareem Hunt. And it's certainly, unfortunately, and this is the crazy thing about Janera being fourth on this list, it wasn't going to be Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I that guy's just gone. Yeah, that guy fucking RIP that guy. was like, We'll see what happens. But that guy was his future. So for Gennaro to replace Ridley with that third keeper in Connor, just because he picked him late last year, like that is a 
HMD League success story right there. Yeah. Love to see it. And Genera coming in at not the middle of the pack as he always is, but he's actually in fourth. Congratulations. And he's got two early picks too. Like yeah. in the first round. He's pick, like yeah. he's he's laughing. He's he's loaded up. Um Devontae Adams is on a new team. He's with his good buddy, Derek Carr, who apparently are their best friends. Everybody's with their good buddy this year. I don't know. Very, what the very weird. Oh, they have yeah. breakfast together. Very though. weird. They, they what? Well, they have breakfast together. Oh, yeah. Whoever's the breakfast. I just like NFL breakfast. That's what I searched to figure out who I'm going to draft. I think that in Vegas, I think Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are going to be more like midnight snack guys rather than uh, rather than midnight really? breakfast. But, yeah. So I you're really, not buying it. Isn't Carr like super religious? Are they going to go to church together every Sunday morning and I, then go to the like I go guess. to the football field? Ooh. I have nothing to back this up, okay? But Aaron Rodgers is not Derek Carr. Huh. And... Mm-hmm. The Raiders' offense is not the way that the Green Bay offense was designed. Devontae Adams' best years, we talked about it with Debo, already happened. But Devontae Adams is still an excellent receiver. He'll be a top 5 to 10 receiver in the league. But the league-winning Devontae Adams, I don't know, man. Just a hunch we may have seen the best of it already. I really like... Mixon and Connor for Genera, and Adams is going to be still a wide receiver one. I just don't think he's in the top echelon anymore, in my opinion. We'll see what happens my, in Vegas. My big thing, last thing for Mix and Connor, they were healthy last year. Mm-hmm. These are guys that you would have stamped as injury prone in years prior. I don't like dropping that label on too many guys because it's overused, but, you know, hey, they were healthy last year. Mixon, if he's healthy, that offense is going to be lethal, and he should, like, legitimately, if these both these guys are healthy, 15 touchdowns each, is that crazy? 30 touchdowns that are your running back duo is nuts, but they got to stay healthy. They got to stay healthy. He could have a top five running back in Mixon, a top five wide receiver in Adams, maybe, if things break right yeah. for both those guys, and Genera, the second and the sixth pick. Genera, remember, you cannot pick Joe Mixon with the second and sixth pick. You already have him. <laughs> Let's move on. Who is number three, boys? Rich, you want to announce this one, buddy? Yes. I think you deserve to announce yes. this one. Coming in at number three. Number three. With two former players of mine, Eve. is uh, the newly famous Anthony. Yeah, B minus. F minus celebrity. Stop. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. He's got Dalvin Cook, fifth ranked player. DeAndre Swift, 13th ranked, and I miss Stefan Diggs, the 11th ranked player. 9.7 tones. You have never had, arguably on paper, better keepers. We need to hear your side now of what went down in this trade between you and Rich. And first of all, what we didn't hear before and what the people would like to know, how long was this brewing? How did it come together? And then we'll talk about the players involved. Two months? Two months, I think. This was kind of all summer. It was, yeah, it was like every now and then we would see each other. In quick. What was the first day? So you guys Honestly, really I couldn't remember. remember. This, yeah, I couldn't first remember. first day was like last season. Wait, we started who talking we showed about to Dalvin who? Cook. Yeah, we were talking about Dalvin Cook last year, yeah. but this is actually plays into like the thinking behind my pick or by this doing this trade. Last year, I couldn't do a move like this because of the exact reason you said before about Dalvin Cook. I have a ton of picks. My last position player pick would have been the fifth round. Like strategy-wise, I'm not dropping a fourth-round player when I got to pick up a backup QB or pick up a backup tight end or like just want to make a waiver wire move and get a guy. So it just seems silly. But I also have picks to be able to supplement a potential Dalvin Cook injury, right? So now, last year, I couldn't do that. The second round pick, third round pick, and then nothing until, like, the seventh. So, uh, pretty tricky. But I will say this. Our trade, very cordial, man. Very respectful. Always. Very, no, there was no, like, we weren't trying to pull the wool over each other's eyes. We were very honest with each other. It was very good. It was, very, it was a lovely experience, especially over a two-month situation, which usually I hate. But <laughs> c'est la vie. Um, basically, what this came down to was, like I said, I had too many picks. And I am so, you're learning this now, 
you're going to learn this when you eventually rebuild in 2027, when you finally get smart and figure it out. Buddy, I've done um, it and won a championship. You have not. That's true. Lucky bastard. All right. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, shoot me in the face. Um, I am sick and tired of waiting and waiting and waiting for these young guys to put it together. DeAndre Swift, I felt really, really good about. Antonio Gibson's situation, as talented as he is, just for some stupid reason, because coaches are stupid and they go, hey, we have a... 1,200-yard double-digit touchdown in his first two years playing the fucking position. Let's bring in another guy and, like, take the ball away from that guy. And we're going to now score 20 points a game and win. Let's see how that one works, Rivera. Um, I just don't – I didn't have the patience to wait for Gibson for another year, maybe two years for him to be the guy. And A.J. Brown is a guy I love. But this thing started with Dalvin Cook. But I just didn't want to keep three running backs. So that's that way we kind of worked in the AJ Brown yeah. versus Stefan Diggs thing, and I had all these picks, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I've said it for how many years on this podcast? What matters to me? Keepers over picks always. I still have plenty of picks. My last position player will be drafting like the seventh round. I'm taking kicker defense last. Spoiler. Um, I, I'm very, very, very happy with this. This is a go for it move for me. This opens up a narrow one year, two year window, hopefully. And then it's probably blow it up time. And I understand that and I'm willing to accept that. I don't want another fucking Miles Sanders situation to happen. I don't want, you're seeing this with Javante Williams. So talented, but like, great. Now what? Melvin Gordon's just going to be a guy for two more years. And then you go, cool, Melvin Gordon's gone. Then they draft a guy in the third round and you're going, well, shit. And it never kind of happens, right? He might be good, but he not be he might not be Christian McCaffrey, right? Yep. So it's time to capitalize. Swift is right in the prime of his career. Cook, I still think, has a ton left in the tank. Stefan Diggs, 150 target floor. Like, what's not to love? Um, I'm I'm happy, man. I'm I'm excited and I'm fucking let the league be on notice. I'm fucking full steam ahead this year. Here's the thing about Dalvin Cook. Report comes out, he lands on his shoulder in the wrong way, his career can be over. Mm -hmm. That's a risk you're willing to take because of all the things you've already outlined. But here's why you may not be in rebuild mode as soon as you think you might be in rebuild mode. You have three incredible keepers. All you need is one of your picks to hit for a guy that might be within the top 35 of ADP next Mm -hmm. year. And all of a sudden, you have a replacement keeper in case... Dalvin Cook goes down. My question is, between the two of you, who is going to draft Alexander Madison this year? Yeah. I don't know. I will not. I never draft my own hand. I don't have the capital to I'd rather not. I'll get it. it. When Michael, gonna, wait, 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 I'm going to have to reach on him. Like, I'm going to take him in the seventh round. It's ridiculous. We've like, heard about the trade. We've heard about the trade. We haven't heard a lot about Stefan Diggs. In 10 seconds or less, your thoughts on Diggs, Tones? In, in Absolutely love Diggs. Legitimately. And now, see, I don't have to twist myself in a pretzel to like convince myself that this can happen. Legit, I think wide receiver one in the league this year is in his range of outcomes. Do I think it's actually going to happen? No, but like that offense, hundred like like this is the thing, right? AJ Brown's offense is going to be good. I think he's going to get super fed. But last year, the passing volume wasn't there with the Philly offense. Um, Gibson with the Washington offense, not a great offense. I now have two of my three guys in really good offenses. Yeah, the third guy in Swift is a team on the rise. I actually really like Detroit this year, Dan. I'm saying it, bro. I think they could be a little frisky. I think they're going to be a little fun. Mush, Dan. With a great offensive line. So, look, man, I I like getting guys in good offenses. I think it's pretty simple. I, I'm sure we all like drafting that way, but... Listen, Stefan Diggs won a championship by himself. Mm. Yes, great point. It could absolutely happen again. He's that talented, and I dream about it, and it sucks. 
Rich, Rich, do you do you remember when Stefan did yeah, when did this happen? When did that happen? What happened? I still Can dream about it. That clarify. Was, that was brutal. You actually was had a beer. Three steps away from where we're sitting right now. Oh, was it here? You should reenact it. Well, he was here with Alexa, and Alexa at 11.30 at night was just like, okay, Rich, can you film this thing? And he's like, I'm fucking so happy. I gotta chug this beer. I couldn't sleep That was my year, man. We have two guys left on the list. but before Before we get there, I have one more question for Tones. It's two parts, okay? Oh, boy. Part one, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones. This year, no further years, this year redraft, who are you taking? Close, but Aaron Jones by a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Two years from now, who are you taking? DeAndre Swift. Okay. I think that you have such a good balance between Cook and Diggs this year and Swift. You made the right move. You don't need any vindication, any sort of justification from people like me. That's fine. But that trade for both of you, for for Dan getting the guy that he got this year and for you getting the guy who this year and next year will be that good. Mm -hmm. I love the trade and I love when... Big names come together to make a trade that works for both, and I hope that the both of you, Rich and Anth, get the same thing out of that. Let's Am my team on. blockbuster now? Wow. Not, you gotta make a couple more. A couple still, more? That, that's Super trades? That's, that's still Dan and that's Nick Dan right there. Traded Aaron Jones and two other guys. What the fuck is it? High yeah, bar. but you want like, Javante? Dan, Dan does this sure. in his seat like <laughs> no. four uh, times like that's true. during the course that's of the season. He just churns it. He just churns it. Ah, I don't like this guy crazy. anymore. I can't even keep more track. Superstars. Like, it's wild. We're about to move on, but as I suggest a trade, Mike is now thinking, oh my God, we're going to do a three-way trade tonight. We're going to do it. It's Mike wants happen. a four-way trade. It will yeah. happen. If Mike has one more drink, Fun, fun fact, while we're hammering out this deal, Mike just comes in. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I heard the deal that you guys are going to do. We're making it a three-way trade. Trade. It wasn't it was even like, done yet. It's just like, Mike, so what, you, what are you going to give me? I don't know, but you're going to give me one of your good players. And it's just like, okay, cool. Thanks for, like, you know, I just want to be involved, up. guys. I just want to be So involved. funny. You're always involved, Mike. Come on. Thanks. Okay, let's move on. Number two Number on this two. list. I mean, we got we got two guys left. They're always studs. But we're going to go with number two being Nick Dotto. This isn't power rankings, Tone. This is just real shit. It's just, it's just the averages here. Christian McCaffrey, second player off the board. Justin Jefferson, the fourth player off the board. Nick Chubb coming in at 20. 8.7 average. Where do you want to start, Tones, on Nick Dotto? Got to start with CMC. Don't have to. You have to. Yeah. What are we? What's he going to be this year? Yeah. Again, like I said about who earlier, 20 minutes ago, I don't remember. Is he healthy now? Mike, Saquon. Mike Thomas. Is he healthy now? Saquon Bar. Who do you want to start with? Is he Saquon. currently healthy? Yeah. Yes? That's all that matters. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's my 101. If I have the first overall pick in a redraft league, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Fun fact, Rich Earmuffs. 2019 season. 2019. McCaffrey's crazy year. Take away all of McCaffrey's touchdowns. I every single one. Yeah. He would have outscored Jonathan Taylor last year. That's that is upside that you cannot fucking ever find. We've never seen that in fantasy ever in the history of the world. Not LaDainian Tomlinson way back in the early 2000s. Like, we've never seen it. Christian McCaffrey is that dude if he's healthy. Last year, he what? 23 points and no touchdowns in a few games for, wow. for uh, Nikki. Yes, and Insane. I was just going to say, you forget Insane. how good LT was. But LT was you're right. You just, you just mentioned it. There were many games that he had 20 points without a touchdown. Fantasy points in half PPR in our league last year. Um, Nick's team is stacked. I know he loves Nick Chubb. This is not about Nick Chubb. This is about two fucking guys that, again, we've said this for two guys now, right? Could be the wide receiver one and the running back one. Justin Jefferson, this fucking... Asshole, Nick Dotto, Mm -hmm. gets this fucking guy in what, the 11th round? 10th round? 7th, I think. Let me find out. God, what a piece of shit. Sorry, 10th. My bad. And I love him. Ridiculous. God damn. Mike, how does it feel? How does it feel to not have draft picks that uh, that match up to your brother? Thoughts? It's been my whole life. 
<laughs> can't match up to Nick Dotto. Nick Dotto. He is Basically, beautiful. M- uh, MCM, CMC, CM, whatever it is. They're not reoccurring <laughs> injuries, right? It's it's a different type of injury each time. It is. So that is somewhat of a yeah. bright side. Like, because Nikki's hurt when he when this happens. Like, again, again, so like, Nikki, it's not the same injury. So chill, you got this. So we'll see again. Maybe it's a, a neck injury this time. And Whoa! I'm just saying, capitalist. This is vintage. Who knows what this is vintage Mike Dotto Dalvin right here. Mid season yeah. form. My Sitting with him watching manifest. football. He's just like. Dalvin Cook Man. will be injured into the universe. Dalvin Cook You're not will be that so upset. I'll take that. It's yeah. okay. And now we know and then why it happens. And then, and then it happens and he looks at you and he's just like, what did I do? And it's like, you just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Manifest. But you don't because he's just, he's, he's great. <laughs> Manifest. Yeah. No, Mike, stop that. Hold on. Let's, let's reel it back in. We've only got one guy left, but before we get there, we have to talk about Justin Jefferson. Guys, he's going off the board in some drafts as the first Receiver, after like before Cooper Cup, I would take him before Cooper yeah. Cup. It's his youth. Really it's his youth. I think I think Justin Jefferson with that new offense in Minnesota, which is the old Rams offense from last year and the years prior yeah, with yeah, Kevin yeah. O'Connell for sure. Um, sky's the limit. I th- I legit like legit nineteen hundred yards in his range of outcomes. Like that's I mean, not what, crazy. He had, had sixteen hundred last like season with you know right hundred receptions. Kirk Cousins is actually solid. He takes a lot of fucking shit, but he's he actually yeah. a good quarterback. Yeah, and yeah, do I is it, do I think he's gonna win the Super Bowl? No, but it, can he fucking sustain really good wide receivers? Absolutely. Adam Thielen, while still effective, one year older. Who else is there? Dalvin Cook's gonna catch a little bit more passes, oh. I imagine, this year. Jalen Ragor. No, no sir. <laughs> no sir. It's not gonna be KJ Osborne. It's no. fucking no. Justin Jefferson. No, it's his, like, it's his, it's it's his the, he's the fucking dude. I this guy, I'm in love with this man. Like, I am so madly in love with Jefferson. I think he's gonna be unbelievable. Guys. Oh wow. <laughs> That just, uh, that Is there something wrong with that? That should have been a sound bite that you throw in after. No. Sure, sure, Q sure. sound bite. No. Not oh, damn. <laughs> So Jefferson's going to have a massive year. We massive. know that. Nick Dotto has no picks. Is he doing it again? No. Is he going to be in the top four gonna, of our league again? Are we all going to be asleep again and just let him, you know, hey, I just found this stud for in the, you know, 12th round. I'm going to win. You know what? The answer to that is yes. We're all done. Because you mentioned it. Yeah, we're all done. We'll be done. The talent is actually very deep. Dan, and there's some guys. Don't let it happen, please. <laughs> I can't. You said it already last time, Tones. I can't wait for Dan and Nick to go head to head with this. We don't have picks fight, and for them to just battle it out for the rest of the way. That's going to be incredible. Um, Nick Dotto, I can see being a top four team again this year when it comes down to the playoffs, because of course these two keepers are just insane. And this is what I was saying earlier, going back to fucking my team. It's so hard because there's so many good keepers on these teams right now, including there's four or five teams that are actually quite scary. He'll do it again where, based off of these keepers, he'll throw away his top six picks again. There you go. Yeah. He'll do it that's, again. That's what and he's, he's okay with that, based off of what he has right now as his keepers. Even, even, he's even, okay if, with even if he like limps into a six seed? I think so. He's, he's too competitive. Done, he's he's done way too competitive. Two years in a row where he just says, yeah. "Oh, but I guess why he did it last year because he, he was good. He, he was no, competitive. He but if he's like kind of middling, if he's five hundred through eight weeks, these are better keepers. Though. These are better think. keepers than last year than he had. It's all about capitalizing on the win last year. Tyreek Hill. Oh, ooh, no, sir. Yeah, never mind. Why are you on this pod, man? Get out of here. You're supposed Nick, to memorize this, not me. Nikki doesn't <laughs> have any other gear other than I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if he's limping halfway through the season and still has a glimmer of hope of making the playoffs. 
He's saying, fuck it, I'm just I'm gonna trade all my picks away and get better. But you can afford to do that. And the last point I want to make, you can afford to do that when you have elite upper echelon keepers, which he has had. And that's something that early in this league wasn't happening. You had a really good team, Tones, in 2015. Mm. I had a really good team in the first year in 2014. What we didn't do is make blockbuster trades, trade all of our picks. Mike made a trade in 2016. He got a guy uh, in, was it Tyler Lockett? I think it was, nope, who had like nope. 25 it was points. your boy, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. That's right, the other Seattle receiver. Yeah. Mike made a big trade at the right time with Franco, acquired all that stuff. Nick does this every year, capitalizing on the window. Meanwhile, on other teams, great talent goes to waste. It's happened with me. It's happened with Genera in terms of Devontae Adams. Elite level, top level guys at their position that don't end up winning championships. That cannot happen. Nick Dotto makes sure it happens, and he's trying to do it in the last couple of years. He's a waiver wire, waiver wire sniper. And that too. He's incredible at the waiver wire. It's so good. All right, number one, finally, if you haven't figured it out by now, it's me. Probably get your brain <laughs> checked for lack of brain cells. Ryan just, he's not done winning stuff. Ryan is number one. Austin Eckler, number one. With the third, I gotta stop saying that. Austin Eckler is his best keeper per ADP at the third overall pick. Nailed it. Cup is seventh. It's a good thing I was on live television the other day. Uh, Najee Harris at 10 for an average of six. Yeah, that's right. An average of 6.7. That's a hell of a trio. But one big caveat here Najee quietly lists Frank injury throughout camp. This is the same injury that knocked out Travis Etienne for a whole year last year. And he's apparently just fine. I don't understand. And the guy had so much volume then, last year. I imagine he's going to have so much volume again this year. Like, there's no now, way he what, plays what through the, the whole season. Did he tell the, did the team no during preseason? Of that course he, they knew. And they are just like, yeah, you can keep going out there. Pittsburgh's just, tight lip. Pittsburgh's a well-run organization. But they, they just, keep shit in he just kept going out there and practicing? And, and I don't know. I don't know. Training camp stuff, the reports get weird, right? Some pr- practices are open to the media. Some aren't. So we kind of don't hear about these things. Um... But I don't know, man. That's weird That's as fuck. And regardless of whether or not he's practicing right now, he's going into the season with an injury to his foot. That's not. And yeah. he had so again so much volume last year, and it's not going to slow down this year. There's no reason for that to happen. I, you got to be a little worried. I understand him keeping it. I'm not saying you should have dropped him, but like you got to be a little worried. He's going into this season a little nicked up already with. Who knows what the quarterback situation is there mm-hmm. with one of, if not the worst, offensive line in the league. Yep. I, boys, have the number one overall pick, which is why this decision was the most impactful. Ryan had four guys in the top 11 of the consensus ADP and half PPR leagues. Whoever Ryan dropped was my guy. CD Lamb is the guy he chose to drop. Unless I'm telling you right now. Unless it was Saquon. I'm j- unless he was Saquon. Mm. CeeDee Lamb is probably now going to be my guy. However. Whoa, don't ruin the moment for him. However. Ryan knows. No, CeeDee. In the last. In the last. <laughs> this guy doesn't think of his players. This is why he loses. He doesn't think of his players. He's going to get drafted and he's just going to be like, God damn it. Not Dorian's team. I ruin guys' careers. I'm going to give this to Eklund. It'll be an E4 by the end of the you know what, too? I have two first round picks, too. I got two careers to ruin this year. My point, guys, the point why the, the reason why this is impactful is because I thought in the last 48 hours with all these reports coming out that Najee Harris was going to be an option for me no. at number one. I actually thought that Ryan no. would think of this year and think that Najee maybe wouldn't have the boom year that he could have. Not drop dropping him for the future would be a terrible, terrible yeah. choice. But for this particular season, I was genuinely curious if he was going to drop drop Najee. If, but obviously it didn't happen. If he drops Najee, 
youth stud running back gets a ton of usage. Great like, just take the trophy away from him if he drops him. That would that's, be, that's, yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? That would be the most stunning drop, an inexcusable drop yeah. ever. Ever. Like, 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 CD, if he, if CD he was good, he, but he was he, not like, wow. He like, could he get like, hurt. Like, he could, you know, plant his foot wrong. Uh-oh, like, yeah. re-aggravates it. And he's done for the season. But still, you have this young running back basically for the next five years of his career, and he's going to be good. Like, you, you don't drop that. Very quick, very quick question. Najee Harris, range of outcomes. RB Seven. one to five? Probably, Probably not. I say top, no. Top ten. RB five this to ten. This might be a hot take. I'm not. I was really not impressed with Najee last year. That's you not Najee. And, and you can of, and you can yeah. say it was offensive line. I don't really care. If you're an elite running back, your offensive line kind of shouldn't matter. Like Saquon Barkley produced in his rookie year. Was the Giants' offensive line fucking anything special? Absolutely not. Like, sure, it helps. He averaged. 3.9 yards a carry last year. He had 307 yeah. attempts and just had 1,200 yards on the ground. It's He made up for it in the reception. That's he it. almost that's had 100 right targets. Yeah. So, like, that helps a lot. You take half of that away. I mean, he's just a guy. I mean, and like, he's good. How often like, he's just are, a guy. Now, know. here's the thing. He's not bad. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I don't think he's dog shit. I don't think he's, like, unkeeper worthy. He's a very good running back, and I think his future is very bright. But I don't know, man. I just... In terms of like that echelon of a player, I was kind of unimpressed. Are the receptions going to be there this year? Because we all knew Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw it more than ten yeah. yards last season. So and of Trubisky? course, they have two bad can, quarterbacks. He, he can definitely Three. throw it further than you know ten yards. So I don't know if the checkdowns are always are going to be there consistently. They still do have good wide receivers on that team. A young arm that can actually throw. I, I don't know if he gets 100 targets or anything like that. He still gets a lot of targets. I'm not saying that at all. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think... I have no idea what to make of this offense. Yeah. No clue. I don't know what this is going to look like. I'm kind of terrified. They're going to suck. Like, they're just going to suck. But Mike Tomlin but figures it out every year. He's exactly. never had a below you, 500 you, you season. Like, it's fucking mind-blowing. You bet on the upside. You bet that he's going to get the usage and it's going to pay off and he's going to get you touchdowns and things like that. And he's young. Yeah. Everything you guys have said is the reason why I thought CD was going to be his guy. Because I can see the range of outcomes from... And you guys don't have to comment because I'm probably taking them, so just just leave this here. But I just want to say, the range for CD could be top five receivers in the league this year because of the usage, because of the skill, because of the offense. Mm -hmm. And the range for Najee is five to ten at best because of that offense, in my opinion, and the offensive line, or worse. That's why I thought this was a possibility. However... Moving forward, Najee is going to be very, very, very mm-hmm. good, which is exactly why Ryan made that decision. So I, I for got, me, there was a bit of an up. I got a question about CD, though. Go for and it. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. What makes CD like the no-brainer, like, oh, he's hands down going to be a wide receiver five or something like that? I think it's tethered to a good quarterback. I think it's he's kind of the only guy there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but does that so not the target volume is going attention. to be there. And the talent's there. He's really good. He is really good. He's a very talented young player. So... I get it. But again, he had ups and downs last year. So does, so does every receiver. No, like there is not a single wide receiver other than Cooper Cup last year that was full-blown, unbelievably consistent at a high level. Well, yeah. That doesn't happen. Oh, JJ, there was consistent... He even had dud weeks. Jamar Chase had dud weeks. A lot of them. But like, in terms of final production at the end of the season, we're just looking at who oh, yeah. the best guys are. That's all. For sure. Right? And he drops his, his cowboy faithful there, so which is kind of weird. 
Is I it? Know, but maybe he's just it, not yeah. emotional like you, you fucking But that's weirdo. exactly maybe. it. And that's the thing. For Ryan to choose Najee over CD, not only right? was it the right choice in terms of his it long-term was. growth it, and it future, was. he also has, by the way, we talked about guys who could have RB1, wide receiver 1 as their keepers. We did it with Rob. We'll do it again here. And with Nick. Cup and Eckler could be the best players at their position. Final thing to say for Ryan. CD, the 17th overall player per ADP. So... Najee was his, is currently his worst at 10. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you're just going based on that, seems like the right call. And I know that we don't have the whole list since 2014 in front of us. By the way, boys, we're going into year 9. Take that awesome. in for a second. Crazy. Oh, baby. But have we ever seen three keepers on one team in the top 10? Fucking never. I think we have. What do you mean? It was me. No, I think we have. Are you kidding me? Three keepers? Three keepers that are top 10 ranked in... The, the rankings? If you buy me some time, I will solve this problem Ooh. for you. Who did I keep last year? You I, had I, you had Cook at 2, Diggs at 10, Taylor at 12. No, no, okay. no. Go to me, go to me. And I do remember this for Mike. I do actually remember this. It was Henry, it was Zeke, and it was Waller. I do remember this. Yeah, okay, so no, no the answer no. is no. Waller was not a top 10 player. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I'm telling you, boys, Where we can go it? back in I time like to some of the was. best teams. Even Rob, who had Gordon Gurley, who Keeper. was the third guy. Okay, what hold was on, CMC? What on. was uh, Tyreek Hill? And what was Jefferson last year? Oh, Dan had Dan had Barkley 2, Chubb 7, Mike Thomas 11. Mike, the year you're thinking of. Yeah. Zeke 3, Henry 4, Drake 15. Drake. That's what you're thinking. Oh, prior to that, Drake. prior to that, Drake was 15. Dude, yeah. Dr- Drake was Feature Drake back. was hot shit that year. The yeah. Drake. Um, Where is he now? Yeah. He gone. Gone forever. Oh, he just signed yeah, somewhere. Baltimore. Never Baltimore. mind. That's tough. Right. Yeah. Tough. That sucks. JK. Sorry. Four running backs Peace. right there. All right, boys. Well, that was the keeper pod. Thanks for doing this with us. Much appreciate. Thanks for Next having time us. Next time we'll. Uh, We're at your house, man. Fucking. Um, we still got some poker to play and some money to lose. Is there more pizza? Yeah, that's right. There, there is more pizza there's and cheesy so bread. so much pizza left. Oh, cheesy yeah. bread, though. No, there isn't. Uh, we bodied that before people. I really have to go to the washroom. Are we wrapping this up? We're wrapping it up, Mike. Next time we see you boys, we'll be at draft night. I can't freaking wait. Uh, let's get it going. It's like three days away. <sighs>